I'm Renee Barnett, and this is What's Left. When I said, hey, hey, what's wrong, Welcome to One and All. I'm here with my colleagues, Sean Halsell and James Martin. And this is what's left. And so what we're going to be talking about today is fear-mongering from the right and how people are being intimidated into their vote rather than to be uh, following what's actually best for them. But we have a wonderful guest today. But first, uh, James, I know we've been keeping an eye on the Spanish election, and I'm just curious, have you seen any news in the last few minutes coming up? Uh, yeah, um, so I had a conversation with the first minister of a particular territory, um, and uh, it would seem that at least in uh, um, well, from all indications that uh, uh, our worst prediction uh, which was that the right-wing uh, Parti Popular, uh, the so-called People's Party, um, uh, and the very, uh, I would use the term fascist, and again, just to say that a lot of people perhaps don't realise what they're voting for, or realise necessarily there's a very distinct lack of political education these days, um, know what fascism is, but... Um, early indications seem uh, to suggest that um, the Socialist Party in Spain and the People's Party at the minute, very early days, latest updates, are neck and neck, both tied at 131 seats. So um, <clears throat> uh, we, there's a still, you know, uh, these shows are recorded, so by the time you're listening to this, it'll be... Um, well, it won't be the 23rd of uh, uh, of July time of recording. I know we don't like to date stamp these things for, for obvious reasons, but it was the 30th of uh, July, of which anything that I've just said is immediately out of date. Uh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but uh, I do remember doing a... Uh, my own selfish interest. <laughs> I think the first radio uh, show that we did uh, whether it was me, you, and a, a group of international panelists, uh, I do remember having to crawl around the world when I said that uh, Donald Trump would have uh, won the, in the 2020 election there, but it wasn't that far out. Um, so, uh, thank God you were wrong on that one. Yes, but we've got another problem coming up. But uh, as it seems, um, we're just at the point of counting where the 176 seats that are required to form a government are not there with any of the main contenders. So um, I really do hope for the people of Spain, uh, people of Europe and Gibraltar, that uh, by the time you're listening to this, there's an element of both hope in my my voice, and that's me reclaiming the word vox, by the way, and uh, that um, the people of Spain aren't subjected to more Francoism. Oh. Uh, but it, it's really too early to tell. I'm probably the only one on this panel that is old enough to remember that, that uh, Franco time. The other way of looking at it, uh, Renee, is um, also everyone on this panel is old enough to see the impact. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, so um, yeah, let, let, let's hope that we don't have to relive that that sort of experience. Definitely. Well, we've got a great show planned for today, and uh, really, I'm indulging myself because I love our guest. Uh, he's uh, an author. He's a humorist. He's a musician. He's a magician. You know, I mean, if we need anything right now, I think it's a magician because we need to change things. But uh, before I bring on our guest, uh, maybe we should 
let, we've got a video that uh, can sort of introduce him to in a way that uh, also goes along with what we're talking about today. So, yeah, uh, I'm just about to play this. I just want to say a shout out to Wheel. Thank you for letting us use oh, the intro, obviously. And um, just in the, uh, the late Tim Wallace Murphy, who wrote a oh. uh, poem um, uh, about uh, English national prejudice, uh, what we really should do is just preface this song with you know, this is a characterization of lots of things. Renee, you keep holding up random books. Well, this is not so random. This book is called Uncharted, and it happens to be written by the person you just mentioned, the late Tim Wallace Murphy and Mr. James Martin, who I'm looking at right now on the other side of the camera. And it is a a rediscovered history of voyages to the Americas before Columbus. It's a great book. It is, uh, it precedes a series of three, which I'm just dying to see. I've read parts of each one of those already. So it's going to be something that everyone is going to be so excited about. Uh, in the meantime, Uncharted is available now. So go on Amazon and look it up. And and also, if you're uh, you're probably seeing just at the bottom of the screen there as well. If you want to support us, we've got to do the usual stuff. I, 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 I'm like everyone else who listens to podcasts or radio. It's there's always the ad break and there's always this. And I roll my eyes, but hey, look, if you want to buy us a coffee or well, let's be clear, uh, you know, show a bit of solidarity for what we do and what's left and and all the rest of it, then you can follow us on Patreon, or if you really want to buy a coffee for us, why not buy a cup to go in? Uh, you can get that on Redbubble, and just literally Redbubble, and then type in what's left. And there's a few uh, designs. Redbubble.com what's left. Right at the bottom of the screen, yeah, Rob, uh, Redbubble. You don't even need to go with the link now. You can just type in what's left. And you can uh, you can get everything okay. from pet blankets right the way through to uh, cups and pillows and and all the rest of it, and it'll help towards my messy hair fund. Well, actually, what about mine? Oh uh, anyway, anyway, right, okay. So there's a music club coming up, uh, which is called "I'm Scared," and if we take it with a humorist uh, approach, um, I hope you enjoy. My life's in constant danger I'm threatened by a stranger I'm scared they'll club and stab me Scared kidnappers will nab me I'm scared of home intrusion And cultural infusion I'm scared of immigrants And teens in drooping pants I'm scared of sudden sounds I'm scared of mimes and clowns I'm scared of boys in hoodies Scared they will steal my goodies I'm scared of car hijackers Scared of computer hackers I'm scared of mysticism That devil communism I'm scared of social welfare And universal healthcare I'm scared of foreign accents I'm scared of paying taxes I'm scared of other races And unfamiliar faces I'm scared of intellectuals I'm scared of homosexuals I'm scared of bureaucrats I'm scared of democrats I'm scared of satanists Scared of psychiatrists Scared of my medications Fear college educations I'm scared of revolution Theory of evolution I'm scared Of knocks upon my door I'm scared Of homeless and the poor I'm scared That guys will disrespect me I'm scared That girls will just reject me I'm scared That I look like a fool I'm scared Just like I did in school I'm scared My mother's ghost still haunts me I'm scared 
Frightened of communists and uh, homosexuals. Whoops, uh, that's me out of the picture. Well, that lets you out, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and now well, we have our, our guest, the, a, a true American treasure, uh, often called the Mark Twain of the occult, Lon Milo Duquette. Hi, Lon. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for enjoying, uh, uh, for agreeing to come and, and uh, let us enjoy your your music and your thoughts, your philosophies, and uh, what you think about fear mongering that we're all experiencing from the right. Oh, I don't, I don't know what I think, but but hello from the left coast of uh, Yay. North America here. The correct coast. <laughs> well. The Sanctuary Coast. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, uh, thank you for playing that song. I uh, I got a real kick out of uh, uh, writing that. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure who made that cartoon. Uh, they just uh, said, can, can we make a cartoon of uh, your song? And, you know, I'm so lazy. I just said, sure, you know. So they did a fun little job with it. So thank you for playing it. Oh, it was it was wonderful. I really enjoyed it. I I enjoy all your music. A lot of it uh, definitely is laced with humor, which I adore. But um, so you know, we've been you know we're talking here with our with my two colleagues who are sitting on the other side of the pond. Uh, currently, they're both in the UK, but James um, resides in France uh, normally. He's traveling on business right now. So, uh, you know, we're kind of looking at things uh, from a global standpoint. And, uh, you know, I can speak mostly to what's going on here in America that I see. And from my point of view, and I know that forever, I mean, I'll, I'll never forget uh, my grandmother used to always say, um, Oh, I don't know how much longer this old world's going to last. You know, and it was always like, oh, my God, the end of the world is coming. The end of the world is coming. Well, for everyone in America, it's still just about to be the end of the world. Uh, and so that right there is, you know, fear-mongering, just that whole idea. But yet what's funny is things that could really cause our demise like climate change and gun violence and that sort of thing you know they don't want to talk about they just want to talk about how bad things are and not about what we could possibly do to change them and, and make things better for everyone uh and i'm getting the impression that you know this is not just an american phenomenon although the uh the gun part is but uh, but there seems to be a lot of unrest, a lot of rising up of the right again, which you know many thought would never never happen again. But we were discussing earlier about how with the you know passing of the last World War II uh, veterans, it seems like we've kind of like 
oh, they're all gone now, so we just have permission to be as horrible as we want. We don't have to honor them anymore. So is that sort of how you see things? What do you what do you see and how do you view it? I know you probably have a different view of it even. Oh, no. Uh, from a, from a dom domestic point of view, I'm 75 years old. Uh, and I was born in Long Beach, California. And Long Beach was a big uh, U.S. Navy uh, town. So in 1948, uh, the environment of, uh, of Long Beach was... World War II may, sh should still have been going on, okay? Uh, we were watching uh, uh, early television. Uh, television was just starting to be popular, and we had the first uh, uh, television on the block, probably in 1951, I think. We probably got our uh, first television. And uh, the news stories or the public service stories were still in World War II anti-fascist uh, mobilized uh, mode. The, the Nazis were, were still watching Popeye cartoons on early television that, uh, uh, you, know, you know, completely trashed Hitler and, yeah. and, and things like that. And uh, it was just starting starting to, to uh, uh, become part of the, the consciousness of uh, the American public, what the Holocaust was, was really about. It, it was almost every day we got a worse and worse and worse uh, story and details. So for me, it was very, and television helped, and that's kind of the point I want to want to stress today about about uh, fear-mongering and the right and all of that uh, has been a key factor in it is television. Key factor is communications. But the United States had been had been uh, uh, pretty solidly mobilized against fascism for a while before the war. There was a fascist movement within the United States, okay, and then then during the war, uh, uh, that was successfully demonized. Okay, you didn't dare talk about a relative that went to one of the Nazi bunts and things like no. that. Okay, you were ashamed of it. You were you were ashamed to be so stupid. As, yeah. to, as to be, a, and we had uh, four straight terms of, of Roosevelt, who in his own way, for, for, for a capitalist in his own right, in his own way was very progressive and very, uh, uh, his cabinet was uh, a very, very left wing and uh, brought us things like social security and, and, uh, deal. and the new deal, got us out of the depression. Uh, it it was cool, and then came the bomb, yeah. and and um, but anyway, I was raised where the heroes were Nazi fighters. Yes, the villains in in our favorite movies were were Nazis, and and um, not just superficial Nazis. They talked about. They talked about uh, the underlying current of, of uh, uh, how easily uh, the fascist message of uh, uh, fear of immigrants, fear of, of Catholics, fear of, of Jews uh, could easily, easily strike at the heart and uh, of simple undereducated Americans. And there was a real concerted effort to not let that happen again. And that started to slip by 1955. It started to slip. We wanted to forget, forget the war. We wanted to forget all of that. 
But to tell you the truth, I didn't want to forget that, okay? And my family moved to Nebraska, okay? Uh, which is like a, a good 80 years behind time, okay? We moved back to cowboy days is what we did. And they're wonderful people. They're kind. They're open-hearted. They're, they're giving the shirt off their, their backs. But they don't know a fascist from a communist. And all of a sudden, during just less than a year of the McCarthy hearings, McCarthy Army uh, hearings, uh, in the early 50s, it only took a year for that to start to infect that fear of communism, to infect uh, people. Even after he was censored and everything else, uh, that didn't matter. The damage was done. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the, uh, the, the revulsion that we felt for the fascists, all of a sudden just switched like that to communists. Yeah. I, I, and there was a wonderful, there was a, a glorious, promising, brilliant communist movement in the United States. I mean, uh, uh, our whole labor movement was, was built on that. The, the whole foundation of our civil rights movement uh, was based on people that would just unashamedly say, yeah, I'm a Communist Party member USA. And the thing that shot a hole in that and made it easy for that to, to be transmuted from hatred and fear of fascists to hatred and fear of communists was goddamn Stalin. Okay. I say Russia. Yeah. You know, Trotsky was down in Mexico hanging out with, with, uh, the Riveras and, and Frida Kahlo gets himself assassinated. Okay, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's easy for us to go, oh, all communists are this crazy cul-de-sac of communism over here in the Soviet Union. And now we've got a new world enemy. And that just turned the, the whole thing uh, on its head. <clears throat> I do, you know, you mentioned the cartoons that, that showed the, you know, the Nazis always as the enemy. I remember uh, the uh, the Russians, you know, or the Soviets being in cartoons. I remember one cartoon in particular, it was Gremlins. We're the Gremlins from the Kremlin, and they were the enemy, you know. So that's so funny and subtle how they just sort of seep that out into society and you know probably even on the part of the makers of those cartoons they might not have had an agenda they were just picking up on what the current uh, scuttlebutt was I think well I know that uh, Sean wants to come in but I would like to just uh, follow up uh, with uh, one of my uh, American heroes if I can do John. Absolutely. You, you go first, Joe. Well, uh, I think, uh, well, no, he's a literary hero of mine. Oh. But, um, actually, one of my political heroes is uh, unknown in the United States, oh, yeah. uh, but certainly uh, unheard of in uh, Europe, which is the Vice President Henry Wallace. And I think that really the rot started uh, in the US. I think we can actually get it down to a, a particular date. I think we can start off with what happened at the uh, 1944 Democratic Convention, National yeah. Convention uh, where essentially under the pretense of hard-fought labor union um, rights of health and safety were then used to evacuate um, Wallace's uh, supporters in favour of um, well the weak um, yeah, yeah. I think he was uh, quoted uh, eventually by LBJ as being uh, that thick he couldn't chew gum and fat at the same time uh, Truman 
Um, and I think the the rotten purchase of the rest of the political uh, class in the United States uh, started when Wallace was booted out. A, a fantastic man, uh, and I would really implore that we, we don't have enough time on this show to, to go into his achievements, but really, if you want to have a look at uh, uh, the real last uh, socialist the last. In, the, uh, in US politics, it was Henry Wallace. Absolutely, and it's sort of following on from that. I, I, I've never heard the New Deal talked about as socialism, and do you think that played into sort of the Overton window shifting in America where that was never really spoken about as socialism, so people don't understand what socialist principles are and, and how that can deliver for working people. And by not just owning it at the time and, and badging it up as the New Deal and, and staying away from those scary words like socialism and communism that we've allowed the right to sort of just shift the Overton window right over to where they are. I compare it to um, how we used to never want to say abortion. We would try to, you know, terminating your pregnancy, you know, try to talk all around it because like so many other words, uh, you know, was co-opted by the right to sound like something horrible, you know, to be tantamount to murder. Uh, so it's like, it's interesting how words, you know, can change a lot. Words are very important. Words are very powerful. And uh, the, in, in the sort of uh, occult and spiritual realm, which I also have, you know, both feet in, um, the somebody on an airplane will get in a discussion and they'll say, uh, are you a Satanist? Okay. The word Satanist in their mind, no, I'm not a Satan. Of course, I'm, I'm, as a matter of fact, there is no such thing as what you think a Satanist is. Okay. Same thing. Are you a communist? I, I just I can see like Pete Seeger and other people sitting in front of that committee uh, not wanting to answer that question because the the moron on the committee asking that question doesn't know what a communist is okay and and uh, uh, even though you the 20 30 years ago when you first joined the Communist Party because, that's the only people that were talking about civil rights. It was the only people talking about about uh, uh, equality for women and things like that. And the communist that they think <laughs> is the new Hitler. You yeah. Know? And uh, the words are so incredibly important. And when you can compound those words into a television show into a newscast or a so-called newscast that you can see five, six hours a day and turn to another channel and give you that same bullshit stuff. Okay. I don't well, know. You, you, Lon, you're absolutely fine to, to use those words. I mean, okay. uh, please don't worry about it. Thank you. But the, uh, the thing is, Lon, I just wanted to say that, you know, uh, Again, the word communism. Um, you know, the Soviet Union wasn't communist. No. Um, it, it, it used no. currency. Communism hasn't been tried for a long time. No. What they meant to say was this is a state capitalist uh, autocracy or dictatorship. Right. But, of course, it, it's very easy, uh, isn't it? And we're talking about fear-mongering, to pitch one person against someone else. Um because it's much easier to control a populace like that. Uh, for most Americans I've met, um, they seem to be, well, like most of the humans, socialist. It's just they don't like the word because it's been right. twisted and maligned into such a way that uh, uh, it's uh, essentially uh, like admitting you're some sort of murderer. And actually, socialism is uh, the default setting for human beings. I think so. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to use that quote because that is absolutely... Long, let me give you an example of this. So 
when you're born, if we want a conservative baby, I'll point out a dead baby. Uh, a selfish, individualistic, um, it, let's go with it, racist, uh, homophobic, sexist, etc. baby is a dead baby. Uh, no, for 18 plus years, um, that baby requires the help of the rest of the community. Um, that is socialism. Um, and no baby is born with hate. Um, it's born with dependency and, uh, you know, I suppose, again, default of being love and all of the rest of it. Um, these are inherited traits uh, from what really is the scourge of uh, our society, which is our addiction, and I use that term deliberately, our addiction to capital and money. Sorry, mm. uh, Sean, you wanted to come in? No, no, that's, uh, I'd agree with everything you've, you've just said. Yeah, we, we don't get as a species to where we are without looking after each other and in that sense of community. It's, that is the story of, of humanity is we, we look after each other. We, we don't get to where we are as a, a species without just looking after each other. Certainly, it's, it's got no none of the traits we see in neoliberalism and free market economics. That isn't, that's not what's led us here. That certainly isn't human nature. Well, this uh, uh, abuse of words or non-words uh, is really coming to a, a almost a science fiction. Uh, don't look up uh, dimensions with uh, the use of this word woke. Oh. Yeah. Meaning that anything... Uh, that's socially conscious is woke. It's, it's, a, it's a good word. I spend my whole day trying to be woke, okay? I'm trying to wake up. That's, that's my whole spiritual, that's my whole reason for breathing. That's the, that's the reason I'm here is to, to wake up. Buddha said, I didn't do anything. I, I woke. I woke up. That's all I did, you know. You don't have to do anything. Just wake up. And uh, the the misuse of that. And uh, have we all seen the movie Don't Look Up? Yes. It's happening. It's happening right here. Wokeness is awareness of the, the extinction of 70% of the animals on the face of the earth in the last 100 years. Okay. Mm -hmm. Woke is consciousness of that. Woke is consciousness that next summer is probably going to be so hot that most, most of the people that don't want to be woke are going to be fried woke, okay? Fried unwoke, yeah. And, and they're starting to use it as a, as a political cudgel. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's easy to keep okay. us both, uh, you know, to keep us all fighting amongst ourselves with the never-ending list of labels. Um, and, and really, the, what all this is, is the celebration of the individual. Uh, everyone must have their own label. Um, and so everyone thinks individualistically instead of realizing, I mean, the, the term middle class irritates me. Uh, we were saying just before the show about translating from American into English. Yeah. Um, and, uh, sorry, into traditional English from Simplified, I think I said. But anyway, <laughs> oh, that, that was the installation disc for Encarta. What on earth are we talking about with middle class? You're not. If, it, it, it really is as simple as this. If you have to work for a living, what class do you think you're in? Because it's not up it's not up a lower class, it's not lower upper class, it's not um, you know the equities. If we go back to Rome, uh, give you a big clue, and it's in the uh, name. Working, you have to work for a living. You're working class. If you don't, you are a capitalist. You have exploited workers. Uh, in order to feather your nest to the point where you don't care anymore whether or not the planet's frying because you're what I call a martyr, 
in other words, one of these people who just wants to leave us all abandoned on the planet we evolved in so they can go to Mars. Uh, that's the way that it, it, it really is. And the more we keep fighting each other and accepting these, woke is the current uh, label. If we overcome that as, as workers and what have you, uh, then there'll be another thing to, to cause. I mean, uh, let's be let's be clear. Y you guys went through McCarthyism, um, where it was communism that was used as the uh, you know the house of un-American activity. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> compare and contrast that to something that might have been said in German, uh, yeah. you know, uh, during the thirties and early forties, and that. Um, it, it's utterly uh, crazy. I mean, uh, you know, it, it's a it's copy, it's copy, and paste, and... copy and paste from the Catholic Church, isn't it? You know, and the Inquisition. Uh, you know, um, so yeah, it just, it's, well, yeah. it's still around today, exactly. So the more we're fighting about, here's a label. Uh, here's the thing about woke. Um, when I was, um, you know, growing up, some would argue I never have, um, I certainly didn't have the word woke. Now, someone else has identified me as being woke. And I say this uh, as well about the LGBTQ uh, plus community. Well, here, the Romans didn't have a term for homosexual, nor teenager, nor for quite a while spring. Um, it Everyone was just either in love or did whatever they want. Then people, the Victorians usually, uh, come across and then give you a label. Well, this isn't, if, unless this label is coming from the working class, I'm not interested in it. I don't need another thing to identify as, so yeah. I can disagree with someone else who doesn't identify the exact same way as me. You know, um, we, all we want in life is uh, the common treasury uh, of this planet. Uh, and that includes the uh, common treasury of uh, humanity. It did some of these labels before we absolutely destroy ourselves. Um, the planet, and I repeat this again, the planet will recover from us uh, after we've wiped out many species and including ourselves. Uh, but the more we go from tree huggers to, um, you know, again, woke, uh, you know, I forget whatever term they're using for just a oil. The, the more we're doing this, the less we're actually, you know, it's like your house is on fire. God, it's getting warm here. Ah, yes, but look over there. <laughs> look there right now. But, yeah, but my house, I think I'm on fire now. No, 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 no. Woke people, trans people, ooh, you know, all of the. Exactly. No, uh, drag queens are the biggest danger that we face in America today. Uh, although we've had drag queens, drag shows, as long as I can remember, there was a, a great uh, place here in Los Angeles, uh, Mary. I'm listening. No, that's that's usual on shows. Sure, like I, I just want to uh, say this. Uh, I was sent something today which both made me laugh and also made me think yes and it says uh first they came for the transgender and i spoke out immediately even though i'm straight and cis because i've read the rest of the fucking poem <laughs> that's great i've never heard that one james that's wonderful but from um I mean, from where we all sit, it seems like we kind of uh, see things, you know, through the same lens in a way, even though we're in different parts of the world. But I just wonder, you know, what it is. Uh, Juan, do you have any suggestions on an individual basis? What can people really do? Well, primarily, we have to do everything on an individual basis. Everything. Um, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, my entire attitude from about, uh, 13 years old on is more or less just been developing right since then. And, and the only reason that that, that happened 
was uh, during a high school convocation, uh, a meeting in the auditorium, uh, the army recruiters came in their uniforms to, to uh, uh, encourage the boys to register for the draft, okay? This is at the beginning of the Vietnam escalation. And I thought that not only I did not want to go, I wasn't going to go, okay, that's BS. But before they, they came in, we all had to stand and say the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag. And I didn't stand up and I didn't pledge allegiance. There was one teacher, one teacher that saw me not stand up for the Pledge of Allegiance. And he cornered me in the hallway, said, I want to talk to you after school. And I was expecting a right wing, you know, called on the, no, he said, come over to my apartment. We'll smoke some cigarettes. I want to talk to you. <laughs> and the, the guy was a member of the Socialist Workers Party uh, USA. And uh, he probably got fired from a million other teaching jobs. And that's why he was teaching in Nebraska. And he said, I noticed you didn't stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. And I said, yeah, I think this war is bullshit and everything else. And he says, well, I'll tell you why this war is bullshit. Okay, and in a half a pack of cigarettes, I got woke. Okay, uh, to the to to that. Okay, and uh, I went home with new left notes and and uh, and uh, uh, draft counseling things and uh, 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 addresses and. It wasn't, it probably wasn't 90 days after that, that I drove into uh, uh, to uh, Lincoln, to the university, met up with the SDS, uh, Carl Davidson. Uh, Students uh, for Democratic Society. Yes. And, and uh, uh, that started my left wing, my left wing career, okay. If, if there was such a thing, okay? And I can't say that I was, uh, uh, you know, a hotshot in the street activist, uh, uh, but I stayed in the SDS. And when I uh, graduated and went to college, I, uh, it was sort of my home, home uh, social group there in uh, California. And, uh, but it just took one, one person to care, okay? I, I would just say on that one, I'd, I'd have to disagree where you say it's it's an individual thing. I think the, the only way we achieve anything as working people is through collective action and through collectivism. It's, it's only when us as a big group and a class come together, drop those labels and the things that create barriers to our classes, as James was talking about. It's only when we drop all that and act collectively. Imagine in, in that school hall where you're not standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. Imagine how much quicker things change if everyone collectively stayed sat down. That that Pledge of Allegiance isn't going to happen for very much longer. Right. I'd also say just in response to Rene's point asking, what do we do? Again, the, the political parties on the left and political people have got to start offering tangible change. It is simply not good enough anymore to point to the other side and say we're not as bad as them because that isn't offering anyone any real tangible change. We need to right. show people... How, how we can put in policies that are humane and caring and, and can lift everybody up. <clears throat> so it's not going to work much longer to point to the side and say we're not as bad as them when they are offering, at least on the surface, something that will change something, oh. whether it's better or worse. Sean, yeah. just further to that, I just want to say, it's a, and this is where I end up getting a lot of shit from my uh, one side of my family, but I'm just going to say it is a victim of domestic abuse. Um preface that I know what's coming. Um the signs are there when people sort of go, okay, well, I don't want to vote for that party anymore. I want to move. And what happens is it's the oh, but we'll change. Change we can believe in. Um, you know, we can change. Here's something. I'll 
you know, I'll go and uh, pick up the groceries. Uh, I'll. How about we give you, you know, a little bit of, of, of something? You know, don't leave, don't leave. And all that all that really happens is we kid ourselves into this baby steps uh, approach, as opposed to, you know, realistic change. No, at this point, at least, I'm, I'm not suggesting that there needs to be any overthrow of the government. We know the uh, far right tried that in the States. But how about just one thing? Before all of the um, private uh, uh, healthcare companies uh, who pretty much control Congress, how about just before all of that, um, everyone kind of says, well, tell you what, uh, the most progressive party might just want universal healthcare. Uh, it's, you know, it, we, we said on a, a recent show, or I did that, someone had said that Britain's a wealthy country, and it's like, no, Britain's a poor country with wealthy people in it. Um, you know, it's an argument for redistribution. Um, I, my own thoughts is that we have money that expires, but hey, there we go. But in the United States, wouldn't it be? Good that instead of giving you a MIC token, uh, that instead the entirety of the healthcare system is in public hands, uh, free at the point of use. But back to back to what uh, Sean was saying, I, I totally agree that we definitely have to come together in order to make big changes. But I think on an individual basis. We have to come to some kind of terms ourselves first before we can even go out and then band together with people of like mind. Uh, and I, I guess I'm thinking about possibly, you know, where you have someone maybe in your family that has been duped uh, by the propaganda from the right, who's a big Fox News, you know, Tucker Carlson guy. And, you know, that has to be spoken to on an individual basis, especially if it's someone in your family. So it's like, where does one start? I guess is my big question. Well, uh, if we if we argue on opinions, we tend not to get anywhere. Yeah. And if we argue on facts, subjectivity, uh, well, uh, it never works mm. against objectivity. Uh, comment is free, but facts are sacred, as someone once said. Um, that's the notion. Sorry, Lon. Oh, no, I was just going to say, uh, we, uh, in, in our last election cycle, we, we had a, a glimmer of, of hope in our candidate, Bernie Sanders, uh, uh, who was just uh, happily uh, accepting the, the, the label of socialist. Yeah. Um, we campaigned for, uh, for him. My wife went out knocking on doors for Bernie. He got California and a couple of other mains. We came so close to having enough people with that consciousness to pull it off. Mm. And we were so very disappointed uh, when the, the machine, if you will, of, the, of our Democrat Party yeah. uh, uh, Pull the plug on him. Okay, yeah. it, it was very, very, very di discouraging. Oh, let, let's say it as it is, Lon. Uh, the Democrats rigged it. Of course, um, they uh, presented uh, people who uh, said, "Oh, this state goes for um, someone else," and uh, you know, for Biden. Well, actually, no, that wasn't what uh, the caucus said. Um, and then, don't worry, there's a fail-safe to stop uh, workers and uh, people getting somewhere because then they've got super PACs. So, uh, it, again, it, we're back to the abusive relationship. You know, you're trapped in a marriage um, that even the people, the people who you want to represent you can't because there's always some terms and conditions you've not read. It's almost like, uh, are we going to have to depend on a fundamental change of, of human character? And I would, would, are we going to have to depend on that 
because uh, Oscar Wilde, and I, this is a misquote of Oscar Wilde, but Oscar Wilde said, uh, uh, there'll never be an end to war until war becomes vulgar. Oh, Lon, can I just advance that? Please let me uh, quote Voltaire. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll achieve true equality when the last priest is hung by the entrails of the last politician. <laughs> I think that's a good way for us to wrap up with uh, you know, <laughs> that's a tough act of we are, we are getting uh getting fairly close to the end here and I, I wanted to touch on the uh the whole religion thing if I could please in the you know in the United States in particular and I understand it's it's a little bit different. Uh, across the pond, but uh, we have this, you know, along with the co-opting of uh, patriotism, the co-opting of Christianity uh, here in the United States where, uh, you know, the preachers from the pulpits are just spewing hate like crazy and, um, you know, actually pointing out people on the left or people or Democrats as the enemy and people are being threatened and all, and all this. I mean, it just seems so un-Jesus like, you know, if, if they're purporting to be followers of Jesus, then I, I can't imagine Jesus standing there with a, you know, Kalishnikov, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, it, it just makes no sense to me. And, I, I know, you know, they're using religion, you know, also to scare people. But that's always been the case. But now it's like all uh, mixed up with the political thing. It's it's that whole end of it is it should be just treated as uh, as a cult rather than a, than a religion. Okay, uh, even the whole MAGA Trump. Uh, yeah. A phenomena. It, it it isn't politics. It's uh, uh, it's a, a cult, and uh, it depends on uh, cult behavior uh, from the from the the people. Just the other day, he he said how dangerous they're going to be if uh, if he ever goes to jail and things like that. Yeah. The, so he's that's that's uh, that's a cult thing. Of course, it's an abuse of of uh, uh, of religion, just uh, uh, as we've always seen. Oh, yeah. This is one of these things, isn't it? Uh, from from my perspective, and by the way, this is coming over into the UK. The abortion debate that we've never needed. Uh, you know, we've we've got a GB News sort of quasi-religious nut job uh, um, in what's called Calvin. Robertson or something like this. Uh, um, it, I, I tend to look at this as, uh, you know, everybody should have their beliefs. Um, you know, there's, a, there's an idea, well, indeed, um, but again, beliefs isn't just about religion. There's also about society, etc. Um, in, in Britain, there's a notion it's, it's bad form to talk about sex, religion, and politics at the table. Well, all right. Um, you see, the thing is, if you can't discuss uh, how to organise society and some belief around it, um, knowing, in fact, even the procreation of a society, then how the fuck are we meant to uh, continue, let's be clear? And the MAGA people don't... They seem to be conflated. This isn't religion. This is a subscription. <clears throat> This is um, a uh, pay monthly, uh, and here are the perks. We, uh, you know, we've we've told you what the benefits are for you, um, and you just need to accept them and pay us. Uh, and this isn't about belief. This it really is a subscribe model. Yeah. You know, I think this is a good time to uh, to hear the the next song. We're getting down to the end of the hour here. Can, can I just jump in quickly, Renee? I was going to say mm -hmm. that, um, that the MAGA thing only rises when there is an absence of, of a sort of left-wing answer to these problems. Yeah. And that yeah. boy left. 
Yeah. It avoids left because you've got a Democrat party yeah. which is unwilling to challenge the status quo and capital. Yeah. And, and I think that's partly why we're seeing stuff creeping to, to the UK as well. That yeah. void, we're not willing to have them conversations and sort of challenge the establishment ourselves from the left. So we let the right challenge the establishment for yeah. us. And absolutely anyone who's got an anti-establishment view is going to look to them because at least they're talking about it. So let's go and jump on that train. We need a 35-year-old Bernie Sanders. Yeah, we sure do. There's plenty of them. I'll I'll jump over. I've seen some young people in Congress that are looking pretty good. There's plenty of them. It's just, uh, well, the media doesn't like to promote them. Uh, I'm going to sign out and just say, well, look, what's left um, is a long struggle. Um, it's always been the case. Uh, the conflation of politics and religion has been the struggle since the fall of Rome, at least in the West. Um, this isn't anything new. It's just the way that we approach things that has changed. We formed from the uh, peasant revolt in, in England to a little spat that you might have heard of, something about the 4th of <laughs> July, uh, something rather like this. Uh, to the French Revolution and Bastille Day. Uh, we, we know that when we come together, um, we can achieve many things. We eradicated polio with the kind offering to the rest of the world. Uh, we achieved the New Deal, the NHS in Britain. Um, we can do a lot. I can't. And that is from a socialist and LGBTQ plus person and if you don't like it don't care i've been james martin i'm sean holsel and i'm renee barnett and i'm lon duquette hit the music here we go I don't care who you pray to or if you pray I do not care if you're Muslim or Jew Jain, Hindu, Christian or Buddhist. Santeria condomblés. Okay with me. You might believe in a scripture divine. You might believe in the Bible. Converts. If you've been told there'll be no peace on earth as long as there are unbelievers, if you believe that you'll never be free. Until you're dead, cold, and buried. It's not religion. It's politics. 
in hand You've let them make you a moron Tricked into selling your soul.